beginning, my guests, I told you that I have four special guests with us. And uh, as you can see, I do. You already can tell they're special just by looking at them. But let me tell you what we're going to talk about about today on the Adrian Ross Show. These four gentlemen are single. And uh, let me tell you, I if you if you follow the Adrian Ross Show, you know that I recently did an episode in which I talked to single Christian women, and we had quite the conversation. Now I had already been thinking that it would be a good idea to talk to some single men as well and to get their perspective. But then when someone said to me, hey, why don't you get some single guys perspective? I thought, absolutely. Here's the dilemma. I don't know hardly any single single guys, right? And so we almost didn't have this show because I honestly had a hard time finding uh, single, single, single men, you know? And I'm I'm kind of in an interesting position because I'm I'm single. I am um, as you guys already know. You you know if you follow the show, you know I've never been married. I'm single, and I don't know hardly not only any single men, but hardly even any single women. Most of the people that I communicate with are married. You know, um, so I'm in an interesting position because here I am talking about singleness as the only woman on here. Uh, two guys. And so I'm a bit out of my comfort zone, but that's a good place to be because I have a feeling that some of these guys are out of their comfort zone also. So this is what I was looking for. I was looking for guys who are Christians, who are committed to church, to their church, um, and who are obviously single and who desire to be married. We understand that you can be single and have no desire to be married at all. And that's absolutely legitimate, but that's a show for another day. I specifically wanted to talk to some men who wanted, uh, who want to be, to be married. And so I'm going to just turn this over to my guests to introduce themselves so that we know a little bit about these guys as we jump into our conversation. So can I get one of you to start by telling us a little bit something about yourself? Uh, my name is Justin Riggs. I'm uh, uh, 37 years old. I work at uh, Tyson Forklift Operator in the freezer. Uh, also uh, very uh, committed to my church. I've been here for going on five years now, working on the fifth year. So, you know, I'm very excited about this. Excellent. Would you start us So I think you said you're, you're, it took a while for the, the audio to pick up. Would you start again with your name? And I think you said your age. Yeah, my name is Justin. And I'm 30, uh, about 38 years old, seven right now currently. Uh, and like I said, worked at Tyson Foods and uh, shipping department as a forklift operator. All right. Okay. My name is Mark. I'm 52 years old. Uh, I'm an operations manager for a large contractor in the area. And uh, you know, I've been uh, active in, in church for many, many years. Uh, have served in uh, a couple of different roles within the church. And uh, just uh, thrilled to be here. Thank you for the invite. Glad you're here. And I'm Jerry Lynn. Uh, I'm 53. Uh, do some car sales. Also dabble in some real estate. Uh, actively in church. Go on mission trips. And uh, been with my church about 23 years now. And uh, my name is Gabe. I am 28. I am a worship and missions director uh, at a church in New Jersey. Uh, just 
moved, um, was at another church for a number of years. And just recently I've just hit the six month mark and I'm absolutely loving it. We're on the outskirts of New York city, uh, and super just thankful, uh, to be, to be where I, where God has me right now. Absolutely. Gabe, Gabe, I am, um, I'm from New York. Oh, right on. uh, Yeah. And so, um, and I've been here, uh, in Southeast Missouri for several years now, uh, going on 10 years. I cannot believe how long it's been. I still can't get around without a GPS. Awesome. But, um, yeah, but it is awesome to be where God, God puts you. And, uh, speaking of that, Again, you guys are single. I'm not going to I'm not even going to start slowly. I'm going to jump right in. I do. I want to talk about singleness within the church, but I also want to talk about just some general ideas and just hear from some some guys. Right. So jumping right in, not slowly, not softly. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, you guys say you'd like to be married on a scale of one to 10. Where are you as far as the desire to be married? One being the lowest, 10 being the highest. And, and anybody can just, just jump in. I think I'm going to say I'm, I'm a 10. Uh, it's something I've been praying about for, uh, for years uh, and, and waiting on. I am actually uh, got very close. I uh, was actually engaged. And, uh, of course, it fell through. Uh, you know, and, uh, of course, that you know, become painful. But, I mean, at the same time, you gotta also understand God's timing and God's will and God's perfect plan, and so uh, that's just uh, you know it's. I think it's something that most guys, you know, we, we we want that we want that wife, we want that helpmate, you know, and you know the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. So I can definitely uh, account for that. Okay, so you said ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, one to ten, guys. I think I think I would say. Maybe in the past it's been higher, but I would say currently I'm probably six, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Lord has really put me in a in a spot where he's asked me some some hard questions, but like good questions, not not the bad kind of hard. And like one of them has recently been like, you know, the longest time I've been like, God, I, you know, you, you, it says like if you seek first the kingdom, you know, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so being 28 and like I, this is my second uh, full time ministry job. I've been like, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm doing this, you know what I mean? And so we're seeking your kingdom. And he's asked, he's been like challenging, like, yeah, but are you seeking it first? Mm. You know, and there was moments where maybe I wasn't. And so with that, I feel like now I'm in this place where maybe it was a nine, maybe it was a 10. And so now I'm in the learning to love being where God has me. Mm. And so right now I would say probably like a six, six or seven would be, would be that lane would be the lane, the current lane. Okay. At, you know, on March 16th, 2023. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Subject to change, right? Sure, sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think for me, um, I've been at both ends of the scale. I've been the absolute 10, you know, couldn't wait to be married, wanted to be married, um, and then have actually been down to the low of, of quite frankly, zero uh, that, you know, things were not where they needed to be, uh, was not, uh, not, not the, the healthy point that it should be not moving in the direction, uh, that was intended. I think if you, if, if I'm very candid with you at the moment, uh, you know, God says it's not good for man to be alone and I am not a good loner. I do not like being uh, alone, 
but I'm, I'm at a point where it's like, I, I want that healthy relationship. Um, I want what God intends uh, for us to have uh, that that's his creation purpose. Right. right. Um, but I'm, I'm not at a point where I'm willing to jump in at the, at the 10 level again, until I know for sure, mm. first of all, where, where I am as an individual that am, am I healthy enough, you know, yeah. spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, all the things to, to be able to add uh, to that relationship. And so for me, it is absolutely my intention that I will uh, not spend the rest of my life alone. I'm hoping that that's God's will for me as well. Um, but it is my desire to, uh, to enter into that, that covenant relationship and that marriage again um, mm-hmm. in, in his way, in his time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I got the spectrum covered, guys. Sorry. Okay. So you said again. So that, that means you've been down the road before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something mm-hmm. else you said, I'm going to make sure I get back to it right after Jerry talks to us about one to 10. Uh, I think currently I'm, I'm still about an eight. Uh, I felt like maybe a few months ago I, I wanted to go like a 10. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm in that place, too, where I'm trying to listen to God and find out which direction to go. And uh, again, I don't want to be alone. Uh, I want to be married again. Um, so right now, it's just listen to his voice and know when to move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. OK, listening to his voice. That's good. I want to jump back to something that Mark said, because he said, I'm, I don't do you know, I don't do well alone. And. And I want to to be married. I want God's intent, however. So I have to ask this. I asked this of the ladies also. Maybe this is a theological question. I don't know. But I'm going to ask it. There are people who say, if you desire to be married, then it's God who put that desire in you. Therefore, it's God's will. There are other people who say, not necessarily so. And God may not necessarily have the desire for you to get married just because you feel like you want to be married. Where do you stand on that? Hmm. I mean, mean, just because you want to be married, do you deem that this is a God thing? He's given me that desire or I, I don't, I really don't know. It's possible that it's not God's will. I've kind of been there where it, when I was married the first time, I really didn't follow what God said to do. So you can get sidetracked and do what you want to do. So again, I think though all systems will go, you'll feel it. Not only you'll hit, you'll feel it in your heart, you'll feel it in your, your mind. You'll have a hundred percent peace about it when you know it's right. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think what's interesting about that, too, is, you know, I, I don't know that every single thing that I desire comes from the Lord. Right. So it's hard to say that, like, a desire of mine directly all, automatically comes from God. However, like, we, you know, we're talking about, like, it's in Scripture. We see the intent of, like, marriage and that, that companionship and that friendship. And I really do think that, you know, God God uses that to really help fill some areas right of support that is needed and so 
Um, I mean, I, of course I, you know, that's, I've never actually heard anybody ask that before. That's such a good question, mm-hmm. but I think my initial like gut would say like all the, all the things I know, like, I know that the intention, um, is for like, uh, for marriage to be something that is God honoring and to, to help fill, you know, and help support throughout a lifetime. And, you know, I'm, I don't even know if that's to say that maybe that support can come that, that not maybe, maybe not that support, but that similar type of support can't come from other areas, right? Like family and friends mm-hmm. and meaningful relationships. And so, um, I don't know. That's, that's unique. That's such a, that, that's my gut. That's like my gut feeling, but I know it's not as clear and direct as like, yes or no, but, um, that's kind of where I would land. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's such an important question. Now, I, one thing I did not say to you guys is that I, I did singles ministry for years. It's been years now, but I, I did single ministry, singles ministry for years. And so I've had a lot of conversations with single women, you know, and that's something, you know, when a woman wants to be married, that's that's something that she's got to think about, especially as time is ticking. I mean, and even here. Uh, I mean, Gabe, you, I think you're the youngest, right? At, did you say almost 28? Yeah, 28. Okay, 28. Um, but even that, in my mind, when I mapped out my life, I was going to be married by the time I was 21, 22, mm-hmm. done with college. I was going to get married. Right. Yeah. And none of it happened yet, I guess. I mean, I'm 52. Some people would say, hang it up, right? And, <laughs> um, and whatever. I mean, whatever God's will is really, uh, I'm, I'm fine with. But I think that's value. That's a you know, that's, I'm, I'm trying to find the right word. That's a valid question, mm-hmm. you know, because there are people who just say, oh no, God's going to give it to you. That's just what I want. And then there's some people who are like, I don't know. Are you willing to accept it if that's not what he wants? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. No, especially, you know, particularly in, in the last couple of months, the big question that God has been asking me is, do you trust me with the desires of your heart? Mm. Or- and like, that's been a hard question, like to answer, because there's so many moments where I'm like, back to the scripture, like, it's like so quick to like, to quote him to himself, right? Of like, if you, if you seek the kingdom first, like, then, then you'll get the desires of your heart, right? Or I will give you the desires of, of your heart. And so in so many moments, I'm like, okay, God, I'm seeking your kingdom. He's like, but is it first? And I'm like, okay, no, okay, we're first now, like you're first now. And then he's like, yeah, but do you trust me with the desires of your heart? And that's like a whole nother, that's like a whole nother yeah. level that the Lord's had to, and, yes. and even still, like, I feel like January was like the time, like, you know what, God, I really do. Like, I really do trust you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like wrestling months and months after of like, God, if it doesn't happen this way or in this time, <laughs> then like, it's either I've missed your will or your will isn't good enough. And I think we've gotten to that point now where it's like, you know what, God, like how you have it, how you want it, if you want it is like, is good, is good. I'm and I'm it, fine with it. It does all come down to trust, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I, I, not, yeah, go I ahead. Love, I love the thought there and, you know, to take it a step further where we have this destination in mind, you know, it's, it's the relationship, it's the marriage, it's, and, and one of the key points with God, with, with our relationship with him, you know, he's, He's got a plan for us. He's got a desire for us, but he's more interested in the person we're becoming on that journey than so much as arriving at that particular destination, right? So a lot of times it's it's in that work of the journey there uh, that, you know, we are are to walk at, at the time. And 
and move in his time. He he's yeah. you know he's he's got a time and a and a point and a place. Yeah, we, we often have to catch up to it. You know, That's but, true. Yeah. when I hear time, I always kind of I kind of smile because for for me and my story, you're going back probably close to thirty years when I received my first prophecy about marriage. You know, I'm just kind of minding my business, right? And uh, and so, and there were many, and you know, there were many prophecies along the way. And then, and there's been a whole journey that the audience has heard before, you know, where I was bitter and I was, uh, you know, angry. And I'm like, please, no more prophecies. Don't even, mm-hmm. I don't even want to hear it. I don't, I don't even, you know. And then I reached, you know, I, at the time I was miserable. And, and then I reached a place where it was, I was so caught up in my purpose even even to this point where it's just like I couldn't even imagine myself married because I just it's sort of like if it happens it happens I'm just doing the will of God I'm just content now can't even imagine and then the Lord started messing with me again so I don't really know where all that leads but that time factor can be a, a, a source of concern but I got to ask you guys though because <clears throat> I want to know why why are you single though and I don't, I know single means I'm married. Some, some of you may be dating or whatever, but, but I mean, why a lot of times with women, I mean, the guy is the aggressor. He's the one that's, he's the pursuer. Right. And there are not very many single guys. There are more single women. So generally I, you know, we tend to think, well, the ball is in your court. So what's your story? If you want to be married, why aren't you married? Mm-hmm. think a lot of it on my end has to do with, uh, um, I guess you'll say timing, waiting on God's timing. Uh, because here's the thing, like, you know, I, I think this was also kind of mentioned on uh, one of the videos I watched, uh, was, uh, uh, well, it just left me. It <laughs> <laughs> happens. It's, it does. Well, and then it's, you can't just, you can't just marry just anybody. Especially if you've got a call of God on your life, you have to have that person that's running right beside you. Because, like, one thing I've noticed as far as I even had a guy that I work with that and, you know he's, he doesn't live live for God, uh, he believes, but he doesn't he doesn't live. And uh, he said, you know, he says it's kind of tough on 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 you guys as believers. He said because you know in the and in, in a lot of them that he's seen he said if you don't drink if you don't smoke if you don't go out to the club don't party then they don't want nothing to do with you and uh and so it's kind of a kind of a, it's it's hard finding somebody to run that race with you and there's also times where like you know because i thought about this also is you we was talking about the journey earlier uh what journey are you supposed to be on before you hit that role of finally getting married who what are you supposed to be learning in that journey to also help somebody else that's going to be on this same journey later on because you know i went to a church and this guy he was a he was a board member and uh he he like i think he was just this is this probably been about 10 years ago he was just turning 45 years old and just now finally finding his wife and so it's like what was his journey before that you know, and I and I thought to myself and said, please don't let me be that guy. Well, it's right now I'm about to be 38, so I'm kind of on that on that same path. But at the same time, I've also seen a lot of rewards 
with the with with being to myself, but at the same time, it's 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 still also knowing the struggles of not having that wife and not having that helpmate to mm-hmm. to carry along. So, yeah. just being on his timing is very important, but it's definitely something uh, something that needs need you know I feel like in my life needs to happen, you know. But you know, of course, as God's willing, you know. Yes, sure. Yeah. Anybody else on that? Yeah, I, I just think I'm picky. Like, <laughs> like there's, not, there's not like a flat, like there's not a, a super sophisticated answer other than I don't dislike being single enough to, to risk messing something up because I like skipped over a process of like making sure that it was, that it was right. And so I think, you know, and, and part of my story is um, seven years ago, I lost my mom. And so that grief process really took a, there, there was a journey there of year after year of rebuilding, letting God kind of work on my heart. And that was like, that was a really tricky time to, 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 to figure out how do I get put back together again before even letting, and that wasn't even like in a romantic sense. That was just purely in a dealing with loss and grief and, mm-hmm. and, you know, j- just the love of like a family member and all those things. And so I think in many ways that sort of delayed, some of the preparation to be open into like into something like that um and so like with that in mind it grew me up really quick like i was like 20 years old had one parent and at that point i was like okay you know when when you're when you're so close to something like that at that moment you're like your frame for everything kind of changes and and i was like you know what like i know a few things i know the lord's got me and I know that he'll always have me. And like, he, he knows what I want. Like he knows, he knows the desire. I don't, you know, before I even say it, he knows. And so um, I happen to just be like, maybe personality is like super particular. And so all that to say, I think I'm just picky. Like I really do. And uh, I trust that maybe, and maybe one day that that'll be a good thing. Um, but for now, it's just uh, maybe, maybe that's a reason. Maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we said that as women too, when we, when we talk, say the same thing. Yeah. Somebody else. All right, Mark, what about you? Why are you still single? Still going through the process. I mean, you know, from where I was and uh, where I want to be. I say that, you know, I'm been single here for a couple of years and it's it, it's going through that process of, of of healing. It's going through that process of again making sure that I'm in the right place uh, spiritually, emotionally, um, mentally, financially. You know what what is it that I have to do uh, to be to be able to come in and add to a relationship? Uh, you know to bring some. <clears throat> to the relationship and be a, a solid contributor to that versus, you know, all the stuff that, that, that comes with that, that I still have to process through. So, um, yeah, I, you know, he's still working on me. Right. And, 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 and I'm trying to do my best as well. And looking, uh, as I walk through that, um, I'll know. I'll, I'll I'll know when it when it's the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll know. He knows 
what I need more than I know what I want. Right. You know, and, and so I, I have to put myself in that place where I, I surrender and say, God, you know what I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we have our desires, we have our wants, we have, you know, we've got our script that we'll write out of, you know, what that helpmate looks like and, and, and all the components of, but, yeah. but he knows what we need. You know, he, again, he knows where he wants to take us. Mm-hmm. What is, what is that companion that comes alongside of us and, and takes us to that point? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm tickled because something you said took me back years ago. I, I knew someone who he had a, he had an issue with giving his heart to the Lord. And he, and he told me this, he had been, a, my background is in, in education. I, used, I taught for nearly two decades in New York and, um, and he had been a student, uh, an older uh, student in the high school. I taught in the junior high school, but anyway, I knew he was. And one day we were having, my church was having something in the park. And I remember, I remember running into him and he had this issue with giving his heart to the Lord because he wanted to be married at, at some point, And he just knew the Lord was going to give him an ugly wife. <laughs> <laughs> and his, I mean, and this was for real for him. Like he wanted to make sure he had picked his own wife and stuff before he came to the Lord because he didn't want he didn't want one of them ugly women. I don't know what that's all about, but you know, I've heard of many reasons people didn't come to Jesus, <laughs> but I think I think that like that's the top uh that's the top one right there. I'm telling you. Kind of right. uh, Jerry, what about you? Well, like I said, I'm, cur- I'm currently dating right now. And again, I don't know if it's logistics reasons. Um, we're about an hour and 15 minutes apart. Um, again, just I, I just want to make sure because I don't want to go through a marriage and go through another divorce. That's the last thing I want to do. I just want to make sure it's right. I want to make sure that uh, I am listening to the Lord on this one and as she is as well. Again, she has to be a Christian woman. Um, and, and values have to be up there with the Lord's. And again, like a lot of these guys said, everybody needs to be run along with you. Um, and, and that's, that's really key right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's good. That's good to hear. Let's talk about the church. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to think about your local church. What would you say is the best thing that your church does in terms of ministering to singles. And see, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation, not to bash the church at all, but that there's a conversation that needs to be had along these lines. So no one had anything to say just yet for that. But so let me rephrase things. Does the church have a responsibility to minister to singles as singles, or is it just, hey, you get ministered to, the word is just for everybody, and you receive as everybody else does? Or should there be a specific direction, ministry, uh, something where singleness is concerned? I'll I'll go first on this one. I, I, I believe our church with our I think they start very young with our, our remix young adults. I think they they try to get them on that platform of the morals and then mm-hmm. bringing these single people how to raise them up right to find their, their mate. 
So I feel like they are doing that part. But as far as just being single and and uh, life groups and stuff like that, I I don't I don't see that. Um, there's a need for it, I think. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people think, you know, there are single women that feel like they're left alone. I think the single guys, I think we feel like we're left alone. Uh, again, I have a lot of married friends, too. So I'm kind of like the odd person out a lot of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll jump in here for a minute. So I love my local church. And I think uh, one you of go to the one same of, church, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was throwing a plug in there for it. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, the, the reality is this. The, the church is there to minister to all of those that walk through the door, okay? And I think there are some churches that do, you know, specific targeted programs for specific groups within the church. I mean, right. everything from, you know, seniors to the youth and, you know, women's groups, men's groups, you know, all, all through that. Um, there, there are some churches that have a very vibrant singles ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I, I'll, I'll say this, it it really should be about ministering to those that walk through the door first and foremost, that's the responsibility of the church, right? It's the same as like when I take, uh, the, the children to, to Sunday school or to youth group, you know, the, the church is not their primary teacher, right? I, I should have a, a direct role in that. Um, but the church is where it goes to supplement for them to be fed and taught. And that's where the individual as well. I think right. some just do a good job with singles ministry, but singles ministry can be difficult. It, you have to be deliberate in it, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those that you know, for a married couple to lead a singles ministry in the church is, is, is difficult. Uh, you know, some, some of the issues are, are different. For a single person to come in and try to lead a singles ministry within the church uh, brings about a lot of responsibility with that, but brings a lot of... Um, opportunities for things to go sideways um really would, would be how i'd want to say it. well there's there's a couple of things that happen because well, I, I, I did single ministry for a while as a single person obviously but and i'm curious what do you what do you mean by sideways? well so so sometimes a singles ministry in a church can turn into you know something where is you know are, is it the dating game right are you going oh. to the singles ministry to try to find your match in in this group right you yeah. know everybody's there are are, are we shopping you know mm. um, i've never experienced that <laughs> you know or or does it does it turn into something where you know it it builds relationships but but what are those relationships and unless it's done deliberately in such a manner of the understanding is had within that group that this this is about ministering to this individual. It's it's not about trying to build, you know, couples out of it. It's it absolutely. It, it's actually ministering to the individual heart first right. and foremost. Sure. Um, so it it takes somebody with a deliberate passion, understanding, and and desire to see those those ministered to in in that way. Um, but isn't that true of every ministry? 
Isn't that true of the youth ministry? Isn't that true of the men's ministry? If you have one, I mean, that you have to be deliberate in the intent you're, you're you know, yeah. that you're there, right? So, yeah. I mean, that I think that's the case for everything. I don't know why that would make single any different. I mean, I, I, I guess I guess I get you if you're just trying to hook people up, you know, but um, but I don't I think there's more to singles to ministry. And I don't even mean just a separate single ministry on the side. I mean, you go into a sanctuary of any church and you can hear about marriage and children all day long. You don't have it's not like let's go in the back room. Let's talk about marriage. It's just there. But I right. mean, is that, is that the case with singles? Do we do we do that with them, or do they sit there and feel left out at times? Yeah, I think even to Mark's point, um, what's I think I, I think there's like a, and I, I don't know if this is true everywhere, but at least growing up where I grew up, pretty large church, not where I'm at now, different different uh, church, but there was always kind of like a stigma, and I was I was young, so I was like 13, 14 that singles ministry was kind of like the odd thing out of like a, Hey, this is like the place where anybody who's kind of looking goes. Right. And, and that I think in itself kind of created, I don't know if that's everywhere. That's just like where, where I was. So that's not a generalization. That's just a a case study. Um, But what was unique about that is although the intent of every ministry is to minister to the people who qualify under that umbrella of like why we're doing this, if it's men, if it's women, if it's youth, if it's adults, mm-hmm. singles ministry seemed to be like the one that had like an invisible wall of like, like there is a alter like alternative motive behind the scenes. Like as if, as if it was the church's job to kind of like match make. Right. Um, and that's not, again, not the case everywhere. Oh yeah, sure. No, I hear you. Um, not the case everywhere, but what I do think is interesting too, uh, something, I, I don't know who mentioned it, but, um, even thinking about singles, like singles ministry and, and our church doesn't really have like a specific, um, track for that. Um, but what's interesting too, is like, uh, you've even kind of got me thinking in my head, like, is, is singles ministry in that sense, like ministering to the, um, ministering to a single man or a single woman, is that even possible to do it super effectively for each individual man and woman together? Or is that something that kind of needs to be addressed? Like, because the the emotional needs and the stability needs kind of of each one are different, similar, but different. And I almost wonder if sometimes that stigma comes from we kind of plunge into like an emotional state of talking about something that's very near and dear to a bunch of people who don't have that thing at the same time and kind of leaves maybe moments where you can't directly address it because you're kind of in that group setting. And honestly, I, and you would probably know more than all of us because you ran that like area and you were like in charge of that, but it even has like my head kind of turning. I'm like, I wonder even what that looks like, you know? That's really interesting. Jerry, were you going to, uh, were you going to say something just now? I was just, I think what Mark and, and, uh, Gabe just said is maybe it's, if you have a single men's ministry and then a single women's ministry, that way you get the idea of maybe the, are we shopping for people in the group? I mean, and then it could be, uh, be delivered to a woman and be delivered to a man. 
and you could minister to them that way is what I'm thinking. There is a need for it, I think. Mm-hmm. I can I can see the awkwardness as far as having a so-called class, but I can also see the need of because there's times where uh, I've had I've had questions or, or I've, I've thought of certain things and and I really didn't want to hear about anything from somebody that was married. I wanted to hear about it from somebody who was had the experience of hey, I'm still single also, so this is how mm-hmm. I'm having to to get get through on this right here and. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because there's certain certain thoughts that come to my mind as far as on, you know, well, you know, on the dating situation, uh, why am I still single or just other different types of stuff that like, you know, uh, going into the dating part of it, that mm-hmm. it, I could probably take more better care of from somebody who is who has lived that or living, not saying that they have to be currently single, but have lived that, that, that lifestyle long, long, as long as I have, uh, as far as being single and, um, to where they can give me the advice that I need as far as mm-hmm. even, you know, I'm not saying like I'm old, but I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not getting no younger. Well, you know, um, many years ago, right out of college, I was in a, an organization, uh, that held singles conferences and they were the most powerful, worshipful experiences. It wasn't about hooking people up. Like, you know, it was, it was just these, just like you have women's conferences and men's conferences. These people happen to be single. Some of them uh, probably didn't want to get married. You know, it wasn't just about getting married. And, and so I ask about the role of the church, because I, I think one of the things I've experienced, I've observed and experienced is that within the church, because there's so much of a focus on marriage and the family, which there should be, I completely honor and respect marriage. Um, But there's a lot. So there's so much focus on that, that there's, there's not the focus on how to live single. And even when you talk about singleness, often you only talk about it in regards to being married. And even though that's why, you know, I asked specifically for that for this particular conversation, but in general, a lot of times if you mention singles, you're mentioning in terms of getting married. And, um, and, and, and so I have found, at least with the women I talk to, is that very often there's that, that um, on, they're not happy. They're dissatisfied. They feel like they're missing out because the whole role that you hear within the church is marriage, 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 marriage. And so you're not there. Mm -hmm. And so you don't measure up yet. You know, you haven't arrived yet, you know, and then when we start to get older, it becomes even more of a thing because if they mention singles, it's mentioned like, you know, um, you're single. So, you know, you can attend, uh, you know, unto the Lord without distraction. You don't have any responsibilities. So you should be all in with the Lord. Meanwhile, I'm 52. I got plenty of responsibilities. Other people are, you know, Everybody's situation is different, you know, and so we kind of relegate singles to a certain place. And I have found that it has made it more difficult to people for people to walk in victory in their singleness because of the way that it is addressed or presented or ignored, you know. And so I don't know, maybe that's more noticeable for women, you know, women. That's why I wanted to talk to guys, because sometimes we see things the same and sometimes we see things differently. You know, Mm -hmm. like you guys, I don't know. I mean, 
Justin talked a lot about time, but a lot of times with women, when you start talking about women who want to get married, they start thinking, they start getting even bitter. You hear women who talk about they went through a season of being bitter towards God because they've been faithful to the Lord. They love the Lord. And now, and they want to have families and they're getting older, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if dudes think like that. I don't know if you think, well, I'm getting too old. To There's definitely been some time as far as like wondering, as far as, you know, feeling the heart and feeling the, the, the pain of, of being single during this, during the season of the waiting. It's, it's not all sunshines and, and roses and stuff like that, you know, and especially, you know, you talk about, you know, the the stuff like that. Uh, there's been times for the past few years, like, you know, when even when it comes to like Christmas time, you know, that's, you know, my that's, that's one of my favorite holidays is Christmas. And so you see everybody, you know, with their families and with their significant others and stuff like that. And you see them, you know, taking pictures and, and everybody even, you know, maybe even at the church taking pictures and stuff like that. And you're, you're like, well, you know, I guess another year of not having my picture taken with, because I, I live away from my, you know, I live about an hour or so away from my family. So my family don't go to church where I'm at, you know, when it comes to my mom and dad and stuff like that. But the 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 deal of not having that, that wife with me and, and even potential, you know, kids, you know, in, in that situation as well. Um, it just, it can be painful at sometimes, but then there's also, you know, like I said, just the, 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 I guess timing is, is still a big deal, but you know, it's, it's, it, it definitely comes with a lot of, a lot of pain, but there's also in with that pain, there's also a lot of healing and stuff too, because, you know, when we lean on Christ, you know, that it's really been a lot of my help. And, and I have to say my church family has definitely uh, been, been a part of that process of, of healing and, and yeah. been a part, part of that process of, of being able to encourage and, yeah. and and you've had some that's tried, you know, they'll try to set you up and stuff like that. But yeah. then you have, you know, like, you know, where they're, they're, they're ready to, Hey brother, won't you come on out to eat with us? Won't you come on out to, to fellowship with us? They've even had me out to their houses and stuff like that to make sure, Hey, we want to make sure you're not feeling to yourself yeah, your family. Or, yeah. or, you know, you, your family, this dear, exactly. You know, we, we love you. And so, I mean, yeah, there's a different type of love there, but you know, it's it's. I, I have to say, God's placed me in a place where uh, the healing process has been able to to take place in that, yes. even though there has still been hurt there. You know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things is my heart for singles to know is that you're you're valued right where you are. You know, it's, it's not just about the next step. It's not about, oh, the, you know, just want to be married or I'm missing out. You know, success is being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. If you're, if you're single and you're supposed to be married, you know, then there's misery there. If you're married and you aren't, you know, you shouldn't be married at that point or whatever, there's misery there. It's about being in the will of God. And that's the message. So I don't, I guess for me, I never wanted to see singles ignored, but I also didn't want them to feel like they just had to get married. It's where are you now? Where does God have you now?
Isn't this good? I love this. And I hope you're loving it also. I hope you love it so much. You stay tuned for this next part because it's about to go deeper. I'm actually going to show you this little tidbit. It's a mic drop moment from Gabe. And obviously you'll get to see the whole thing in context, but I do want you to see a little bit of what you have to look forward to. Check this out. I feel like now, like maybe then it was like, the women wanted to know that the guy could do it. And now it's like, it feels like a lot of times it, the, they, they drop the stick to show you that they can catch it. Like, yeah. like, act, like actually, like, I don't really need you as much as maybe in generations it, it has been showed that way. And so, so now it's almost kind of like a, I'm, I'm actually good without you. So show me why I need you. I need a handkerchief to wave because that is so good. And that is so true. So there's just a little bit of a mic drop moment. You'll know what I'm talking about when you catch the whole thing in context, which I'm about to show you in just a moment. First, I want to remind you that I'm on Substack. My column is now at adrianross.substack.com. AdrianRoss.substack.com. Check it out and all the subscription options that are there. You also want to go to the BMGnetwork.com and check out the other podcasts there. We are, as I say, engaging, enlightening, informative, and even entertaining. So check those other podcasters out at the bmgnetwork.com. And of course, please go to a major podcast platform and leave a rating and a review for the Adrian Ross show. But for now, it's time to get back into our conversation with the gentleman. I shared with you guys uh, a clip of Juanita Bynum and she was speaking about marriage and a message Back in the 90s, that was like the message heard around the world. Every church, every singles ministry, I mean, it was just all over. It was called No More Sheets, a powerful, uh, powerful message. Her ego, when she chooses her mate, it blew my mind. The encyclopedia says she goes to the ground and she gets a stick and she flies high on top of a branch and the male eagle just flying behind and she drops the branch out the tree and it's his job to fly and catch the branch before it hit the ground so he caught the first little twig she said all right let me go get another this time she gets the branch about the weight of what a baby eagle would be because she want to see that if a baby eagle ever fall, can you catch it? She drops it out the tree. And here we go, he catches. She said, all right, you did real good. But then she goes and get a branch her same weight. And she drops it. But this time she fly high in the sky. She said, now if you can catch this, then I know if anything ever to happen to me, you can catch me. And she drops the branch. But I don't want nobody that can't catch me in the spirit. I don't want nobody that can't catch me in prayer. That can't catch me in my spirit. That can't sense when something is wrong. I need an eagle-like spirit 
that's got the power to intercede for me, to consecrate for me, to bash thoughts. Wow. <laughs> um, that kind of leads me to where I was at earlier, you know, when I, when I made the statement earlier about, you know, bringing something to the relationship. It's, it, you know, what, what do we as um, mm. a, a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, a follower of Christ, um, bring into that relationship to be able to support the mate? Mm-hmm. Um, the one that's, you know, entrusted to us, uh, you know, we're, we're told in scripture to, to, to love that, that bride, love that, that mate as, as Christ loved the church, you know, and, and, and to be there, uh, and to be that strength. It, but it's, it's also a covenant, right? I mean, there is, as, as, as we, are to bring ourselves into the relationship in a, in a healthy manner and be there and support. Um, we also need someone who can also come to that relationship with something to contribute in there as well. Cause let's face it, neither one of us are strong all the time, every time. Right. Yeah. And so there, there are times that it takes uh, both of us, you know, because one has to complement the other. One has to help hold the other up. It, it's it it it's a it's a relationship that's based on exactly the the helpmate idea that it's there to help each other and to to keep each other in that place to to be supportive of each other. Yeah, that's good. Again, I, I second what Martin just said too. Just. Um, Spiritually, I mean, they got to love Jesus more than they love me. And uh, I mean, that's key right there. I mean, and then just to, it's not a 50-50 game anymore. It's because sometime your mate's going to have to help you more and you're going to have to help them more. It's mm-hmm. none of those, you know, but I mean, the spirituality thing has got to be key. Mm-hmm. And, and again, just can't, you can't move without God hearing his voice on this period. Yes. That's good. I kind of want to, uh, you know, along with what they said in the marriage part, that is exactly what, what needs to happen. I want to kind of also come from a deal of seeking the helpmate uh, when it comes to as far as my some of my experiences, not all, but some of my experiences uh, where I have. Uh, I've been there where I've I've talked to or I've tried to uh, to the dating scene and stuff like that. And I remember watching one of the last ones where you guys was talking about even the, uh, the dating apps and stuff like that. And, um, and I've, I've been on those and I've done that. And, and then you get also in certain times where you, you, you think a relationship is starting and then how in that, in that video where she talks about the woman takes the stick, or the eagle, take, the, the lady eagle takes a stick and drops it, and the male flies down. But there's, there, I've been in it where it's been to the point where the feels like the stick has been dropped so many times, and you've done everything you could do to mm-hmm. to do that, and then you still get dropped. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, you just almost kind of get 
get sick and tired of putting up the fight uh, and, and, and trying to, to go after another one because it's like, well, if I put out this effort again, it's, am I going to get dropped again? Because it's like there's no warning. It just it's a drop. There's no more. There's no more talking. And then later on, you find out there was somebody else that, of mm-hmm. course, and how you see it spiritually is not adding up to biblical standards. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's kind of a kind of a say through on that one on, on my end on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Anything there, Gabe, that jumped out at you? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, regarding, I, you know, she she's kind of leaning heavily into the spiritual emphasis of like, when I'm down, I need to know that you're going to be able to hold me up, cover me in prayer, right? And like, be there. And, and that I'm like, 100% in. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, obviously, like, undeniable. That's a deal breaker. That's a no brainer. I do think there are moments, even to the last point that was just made where, um there are moments, especially, I don't know, it's interesting too, to, to hear that clip. And you said that was from the nine, the nineties. Uh-huh. It's interesting because I feel like in today, like, you know, as a, I'm, I've just slid into the millennial I'm 94. So I, I fall right in this like little pocket where it's like, what is it like Gen X and millennial where I feel like now, like maybe then it was like the women wanted to know that the guy could do it. And now it's like, it feels like a lot of times it, the, they, they drop the stick to show you that they can catch it. Like, yeah. like, act, like actually, like, I don't really need you as much as maybe in generations it, it has been showed that way. And so, so now it's almost kind of like a, I'm, I'm actually good without you. So show me why I need you. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's like a whole nother, like, I don't know who's got the sermon on where the stick drop illustration comes in, like in that sense, like, because it, it's kind of like the game, the rules have changed a little bit since that time, where that is so true, still, spiritually speaking, like, listen, oh. same thing, like, if I'm having a bad day, and I need to drop the stick, like, I want to know that whoever that is, is going to be able, you know, like, like Aaron with Moses, hold the arms up, right. And then when she's having a bad day, sign me up. Like you're covered in prayer. I'm fasting for you, non-negotiable. And as it pertains to some of the practical, like dating aspects, because um, like the, the idea of like people are getting married later in life and there's a more greater sense of individuality and career. It seems as if the paradigm has kind of shifted to more of this, like, I actually don't need you to catch it because I like, I can do that. So so I need a handkerchief to wave through that lens. I need a handkerchief to wave because that is so good and that is so true. And I hear that 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 there that they that women are like, I don't need anybody. I'm I can get you know, I can do my own thing and and all that other stuff. And so are you do you guys find that that's the case, or do you find women who are needy? Because that's the other end of the spectrum, right? I I second that was so good. Um, yeah. I found that out. I'm again, you know, I was born in the in the '60s, so it's like, and 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 ended out in the 2000 in the millennial side of it. But yeah, women do feel like they don't need us, and they, and they're like, okay, come after me. How are you going to come after? Me? What do you got that I don't have already? Wow. Right. And is that true? That's women in the church too. I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, wow. yeah, maybe, maybe to some extent, like it's maybe, maybe the average sum has kind of risen 
obviously like uh like a non-believer to a believer might vary but i would say genuine like if you're just looking back like 30 years versus 20 years versus like today i do think that 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 temperature has kind of risen because you know even in society and like around the world and these are great these are good things like there there is like a, a better sense of like you know like no i do have value right and i do have you know um but i think one time one, one thing that maybe maybe complicates that a little bit is like is it 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 might be like the individual sense of value coming from like career or coming from like actually you know what or or whatever that looks like maybe more of a world's take on it versus like what like god's take of it and so and that's both that that's guys and girls that's not like a shot at women at all but i do think as it pertains to dating the the paradigm shifts a little bit where they're like no actually i'm good like i'm independent i'm strong and and all those things are legitimate, um, but it does kind of put maybe a, a different twist on like, man, yeah. okay, I have to think about like proving that I bring something that they don't have. Yeah. In a it's, way it's that like, like you know. So is it a, it's a is it a turn off really? If I guess it depends got, on what if kind she's of guy. got it all together, so it seems. It's it, I I think it depends on the guy to be honest because some guys are like great pull your weight like let's do this like we're gonna do this and other guys are like no 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 I need to save you like I'm Prince Charming you gotta be stuck in the castle you know what I mean mm. <laughs> that's me that's me that may be wrong that may be wrong but I think it depends I really do I mean yes. I I think it requires a little bit of like awareness of like that seems to be the climate now well, so you, you are- approach it different. You got the wheels turning in my head. I could see Mark. He's like deep in thought. Um, but I'm wondering, like, is is that because you hear that a lot? And um, and I don't know if race ever figures into it. But a lot of times when it deals with black women, they'll talk about I came from a strong, you know, matriarchal family, and my mama and my grandma they had it together. They didn't need anybody. They, you know, and so and you don't want to be needy, you know, but you don't. You know, you've got to survive as well. And so how does that be? I mean, I've had people tell me that I come across as intimidating and I don't, I don't see that, but Jerry, why are you smiling, Jerry? Do you agree with that? <laughs> if you're not intimidating, I know you. So you're, you're very, strong, <laughs> very strong will, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I mean, all right, now it's time to counsel me guys. Okay. <laughs> like, so do I, I come across as intimidating? I don't or like, I don't need anybody. No, I think you're really smart. Like, yes, <laughs> like you're smart. And a lot of guys would probably get nervous. They're like, am I smart enough? Like, can I handle that? You know what I mean? Like, and that's a compliment to that's, that's really more of an indictment on them. I think than it would be on you personally, mm-hmm. personally. Wow. That's deep. Mark, you got something? <laughs> uh, game. I'm going to tell you what, man, you, you kind of, you caught me there. I'm like, wow. You know, there, there is kind of a, yeah, a, a, a shift here in you know what what my generation is where where yours is you know there that's like wow um, I guess we probably ought to clear up real quick a- Adrian you're you're not intimidating okay no. but uh, you, you, a, a, an awesome lady my first ex- uh, introduction to Adrian was uh, she spoke on a Wednesday night. Uh, pre- preached uh, at, at church on a Wednesday night, and when she finished, 
I, I felt this heavy responsibility, like I needed to go find a vacuum cleaner and like vacuum because she had preached the paint off the walls of that place, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know, just brought it so powerfully and and, and gracefully in, in in that message that you shared. So uh, lots lots of love and respect to you there, Adrian. Thank you. Um, you know. I, I guess if we if we look at it in uh, the biblical view, you know, in in uh, Ephesians five, maybe you know, it, it it puts a lot of strong demands on a Christian male as a as a as a husband, um, you know, which then trails into a father, um, you know, and and I don't I don't think women are meant to be second. I want to make sure I say this right. You know, it, 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 it's spoken of, you know, a, a weaker or vessel, you know, but, 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 but I don't think that women are meant to be second. Um, however, the scripture does speak to the, the woman being at a, at a point where they're willing to um, accept the lead of, of, of the right man, right. You know, someone who, yeah. who is fit, fit to lead them. Um, so the word speaks of the woman submitting to the lead of their husband if he's doing it right. First off, you know is is is, is big there. Um, but submission really it's not meant to be intended as one side. It's a covenant relationship, right? A, a marriage covenant relationship. Yeah. That it's it's both um, submitting to the other. Mm-hmm. And and in a in the right relationship in that they're they're both moving in the same direction. It's it, it's you know giving God His rightful place in it, which means you're submitting unto Him first and foremost. So in in a in a generation where Gabe is speaking to, where there are you know those, and I guess I had a few flash through my mind there where they are very self motivated, self driven self-built in the sense that they've you know heavy career um leader in whatever career field that that may be um you know it's it's still the role of then to become that wife is actually to come in to submission to the relationship first and foremost with god and then with that helpmate, that that partner that uh, they've been brought together with. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, I found though that a lot of women who might seem to be so strong and so, and I, I mean, single single women who might seem like they're just, you know, uh, maybe come across as bulls in a china shop or whatever. A lot of times, it's because they've had to be that way, you know. And mm-hmm. but you talk to many of them, they don't they don't want to leave. Like you look at them now and you're like, they're such leaders. And yet they'll tell you when I get, I I have to lead. When I get married, I don't want to have to lead, you know, but right now I have to, you know, like I had seen a guy and my pastor back at home in New York. And he had said to me, met the guy, talked to him. And he said, you know, agent, I got to tell you, I hadn't known him that long, but he said, I got to tell you that if you, if you guys get together, he's a really great guy. He said, but if you get together, you're going to have to leave because he's not ready to leave, you know, mm-hmm. spiritually just wasn't there to, to lead. And I was like, I was already having, you know, red flags, but I, I'm like, I'm not interested in leaving. 
Right. You know, so looking from the, I mean, I want to do my part, obviously, but I'm not interested in having to be the spiritual head of the house after I get married. I have to do that now, you know? And so I think sometimes people come across that way because that's the situation they're in. Mm. But of course, that's the situation you guys see. But Gabe is also right. The culture has shifted. There's been a perversion of what God has intended. And there, there's a certain attitude that, that's within the culture that's kind of, you don't need to be, you don't need a man. You don't need to respect a man. You don't, I mean, it's one thing. No, you don't need a man. You, you have the Lord, you know, but there's a certain respect that you, that you should have that it seems nowadays the culture and certain political leanings, you know, lead you toward. And I think that's sad because I think everybody misses out in that situation. You know, mm-hmm. but it's interesting. What are we what <clears throat> perception is reality? So it makes you think, well, what you know, I don't think I'm turning anybody off because I'm too strong headed because I don't mean anybody. So <laughs> so there's you know, there, there's that, right? Okay, so you heard what you heard what Juanita Bynum said that she was looking for. As we kind of wrap up here, what about you? I mean, what are your non-negotiables that you have? What is it? That, um, I mean, I know she's got, you know, like you guys said, she's got to love the Lord and, and, and everything. That's a, that's a given. Um, but is there is there something that you said, this is a non-negotiable, this has to be, or this is a deal breaker um, for the person the Lord has for me, or even for me to spend time getting to know? Or is yeah. it just, just, just save? That's it? No, I actually have a list. <laughs> oh, wow. You did say picky, right? I, <laughs> I did. I did. Um, and you know what? That's hilarious because that makes me sound like insane. But that's recent because we had a, um, a missionary come to the church and he was telling us a story about how him and his wife met. They're uh, born and raised uh, in India and they, they're over there now and he was telling the story of how his, how his wife talking about like not finding the, the one or the perfect spouse or whatever, and how he, how, how she had written uh, 43 things down that she wanted in a husband and she met him and he had uh, 42 of them. And the last one that he didn't have was that he didn't know how to cook. That was the last one. And over the course of them dating, he learned how to cook and became like the ideal, whatever. So he was like, oh, you never know. You should write a list. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I went home. I started writing. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, as far as those, you know, and those aren't all non-negotiables, but one of the, I would say like one or two of the ones that are like huge for me, we've already like talked about, obviously loves the Lord, whatever. Right. And so all that, um, one thing that I'm like really, really passionate about is being able to admit areas of weakness Mm-hmm. And being able to and be willing to work on the areas of weakness together. Yes. Um, I've seen so many moments, like <laughs> even in even in relationships just that I'm very close to, whether it be like aunts and uncles or mom and dad or anything, where um where like that one piece can ripple into so many things that are like so difficult to sort through, like the inability to say I'm sorry, yeah. the inability to say like I was wrong and I messed up. And not even like I'm sorry that. Not even like, um, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings when I did blank. It was like, no, no, no. I hurt your feelings when I did this. I didn't mean to do that. That wasn't my intention. 
Um, and like, I know that. And next time I promise to try better, to try to be better and to do better. That's like a big one for me. Just being able to admit I messed that up. I fell yeah. short. Yeah. And, um, and, and like, you know what, like with your help, like I want to work on that. Um, Cause I've just seen that not be a thing. Like, yeah. and, and I think that really comes down to like humbling, like humbling yourself, like willing, willing to get low. Like yeah. if, if you, if you need to, uh, that one is most definitely uh, 100% like a non-negotiable. Now, are you dating now? Uh, no, no, I'm not. There's, there's like, there, it, I'm in a new season of life where I just came to a brand new church. And so I'm sort of getting my, getting things settled, like rocking the lane, trying to make sure I'm, you know, all things are figured out, but. That's good. Okay, good. Being willing to say you're sorry. That's huge. In every relationship, that's huge. Yeah. Does anybody else have a non-negotiable or something that uh, you're passionate about? That that's got to be. I mean, beyond the Lord, obviously, you guys express that. That is. Those of you who are dating, you better say something that the person you're dating has. <laughs> so no, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the wording on on mine. Yeah. Um, I guess you say I've I've seen it where because uh, as an I'm an evangelist, so uh, I like to I, I've I've got other evangelistic friends that have I've I've seen some of their marriages and. I've seen where their wives have uh, been very encouraging of their husbands in the ministry, not not and like they said, not being behind, but being right beside them, mm-hmm. because her strengths pour into me, yeah. and my strengths pour into her, and just the deal of being excited about the ministry, excited about the Lord, and then other things as far as you know, uh, different things that to, to do together on the outside of church too as well. But like to really to just be able to encourage uh, encourage each other in the Lord and to, to keep pushing on towards Him uh, and and that kind of helps keep me encouraged, you know, and and, and actually be uh, showing that hey, you know, I, I love this man, you know, and this is this is the man for me, you know, this is I want to help push push the, 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 the ministry forward in our lives forward, building our lives in Christ. So good. Amen. I'm sure there's more to more on my side, but that's all I can think of for right now anyway. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. One of the things that Juanita Bayan mentions in that message is that one of the issues, she said, you hear people say at times the relationship didn't work out and they say, you know, we just grew apart. We just grew apart. And she says, no, you didn't grow apart. What you chose was somebody right now who could satisfy you, but they could not grow in the Holy Ghost to accommodate where you are going. Mm -hmm. That's why God has to choose. And I want to end with this conversation because that's another source of debate. There are those who say specifically that there is one person for you that God has for you. And other people will say, and I'm hearing this a lot lately, other people will say, no, God doesn't choose for you. It's your choice. And as you guys are the guys, right? I mean, (laughs) 
What do you think? Do you believe that there is a person that God has specifically, one person that God has specifically set apart for you? Or do you think that there's A, B, C, D, E, whatever, and you choose? There, there's a scripture that kind of, and I, and I hope I've got this correct, but it, it's I've, I've heard it so many times where it says, and it seemed good to me and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that there could be, it's just on the, the, the end of one person, but like I also have to understand like, you know, there's areas as far as relationships that I've been in where they chose not to. And sometimes it's not the deal. It's how I, how was I going to word this? Um, you can't force nobody's hand on anything. Right. Right. And so like, it's, it's just the deal of, does it seem good to me and the Holy ghost? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it a biblical foundation? Mm-hmm. So does that mean that there's only one person? that it should seem good to you and the Holy Ghost for to be together? I'm going to say that when you find, when God points that person out, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one. Yeah, I, it's, I, t- it's a tough one. It, it's very tough yeah. because, I mean, I've, I've been there where I've, I, I, I really thought that I had found the one. And that one felt the same way, but then that one chose another path. And that's where I was going with the whole deal of, you know, you can't force a hand. Right. I'll jump in on that one here a minute. You know, so I believe God has a perfect plan, right? Uh, That's what he had for Adam and Eve. So he had for man at the the beginning. Uh Um, But he has given all of us this uh gift of free will yes we we get to choose right um and so yeah i believe he's got that you know ordained plan but it's it's just like he said you know what what happens when somebody chooses not to walk in that path or step what it what is it when um that that one that was intended didn't turn out to be the one because of choices they made. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he does not force us right. to, to do anything, right? I mean, we choose this day who you're going to serve, but, but that's also what makes our relationship, our, our, our a marriage such so powerful is because we choose the bride. It's the same as our relationship with him. We choose to follow him and serve him. Um, so yeah, it's, it's absolutely a thing where, uh, you know, we, we can even mess that up. We, we chose to do something else other than, you know, maybe what, what or who was intended, or we went in a different direction. Mm. Okay. Anybody else on that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would, uh, to, to be honest, I feel like the idea of the one doesn't really come from scripture. I feel like that's a Hollywood thing. Mm. Like the word, like the one, I don't even know that you find that anywhere in the Bible regarding relationships other than like Jesus being like, he's the one that came that they were talking about that Isaiah was like, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I do really think that like we give ourselves it, at least in my mind, again, I'm open to being wrong. I'm open to saying, I'm sorry. I'm open to saying all those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But uh, I do think we would give ourselves a little too much credit if we were like, man, if I pick the wrong one, God's plan is ruined. Like we give, like we kind of set ourselves up for that. And yeah. um, I do really think, you know, I, I love Proverbs, how it puts it. It says uh, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. Yes. Yeah. And I love that because it's not a man who finds the one finds a good thing. Right. You know, it's like, it, and there, and there is like, there's kind of room for, at least in my head, like, the Lord's going to do the Lord's going to do what he always does and uses everything in all times at all places for our for our good and his glory. And so um, I don't necessarily know that um, that I would say that the idea of the one could be like immediately outlined. I do think that that's definitely been a, um, a thing in society, like with every movie, you know, and we're like, oh, he's the one. She's the one. And um, I do think that that God can produce so much fruit regard like in in many different cases right and so um and you know time is like a whole thing like you could go into but doesn't yeah. he know that already like but right. don't you, well, you yeah. know so um, which, should, which you could say that but so should we throw out the idea when we say well god's gonna bring the god's gonna bring the right one my way you yeah. know all the people or the women who are saying now like where there are no single guys around or whatever so it's not God's responsibility then to bring the right one around or is, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, we can, there's some things we don't know the answer to, but it, yeah. the wheels go in my head. It, it, it does. It does. And I, and I do think that like, if our hyper focus, like in life, like if the last thing I think about when I wake up and the first thing I think about, or last thing I think about when I go to bed, first thing I think about when I wake up is marriage and getting married. Right then maybe my head would go to like, I got to find the one, you know, but like at the end of all of this, like we're not going to get there and, and God's going to be like, how is your status of relationship? You know what I mean? It was, it pertains to like marriage. And so um, I think he will always do what he does and bring opportunities in, in moments of divine appointment, some that we'll be aware of some that we might not. And, and maybe in many cases that, that could fall on us to be, to be hearing him clearly and knowing like, Oh, wait a minute. I think, I think this is a moment here where maybe God is like connecting a piece yeah. together. Um, and if, if for some reason it didn't play out how maybe the intent should have played out in that moment, you know, I think he always, he'll, he, do, he does what he always does and he'll, he'll take he'll, he'll silver lining it. He'll make it good. And then he'll do this other thing that, that, you know, keeps his will moving. And, and I do think at that point, yes, absolutely. Like if he's throwing like, five super eligible anything at you and you're missing it he's probably like oh my gosh like you know what I mean like um feeling it even right now I I'm I'm so fascinated by all this because there are some things like I said we just don't know and it's so interesting to be able to bounce these things off of each other um (laughs) but I I have a feeling he's just sitting there he's got his arms crossed he's like they all got a clue yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) absolutely uh Jerry did you want to add to that uh I'm kind of same way all these guys are I mean I think I'm going to still stick with my original from the beginning. I think God does have somebody chose for us, but again, we can miss that opportunity. Mm-hmm. He can send them our way and we don't see it or we miss the boat from our actions or they miss the boat from their actions. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's excellent guys. I, I really, really appreciate this. I appreciated talking to the, to the ladies. And then I'm so glad that it was like, you know, let's talk to these guys talking to the guys and one of these days I'm going to have some guys and some girls talking to each other. <laughs> <At the same laughs> time, right. 
But but I, I appreciate that because a lot of these conversations are never had, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes you don't get an understanding even of what you believe until a question comes or until you open your mouth and speak and hear yourself start to say what you didn't even know you thought. You hadn't mm-hmm. even thought, you didn't even know to think it before. Yeah. And so I appreciate you guys, your transparency, your time. And also I had my, my good friend, I had asked her husband, who's also a good friend. I said, you know, thinking about having these guys, these guys, I was like, but you know, will a guy really talk to a woman about, you know, the singleness. And he just said, we said, look, a guy is going to talk as much as he wants to talk, no matter who's talking to him. He's not going to say any more than he wants to say. It doesn't matter who's talking. So you can just go for it. But I, I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate um, before we came on, uh, Mark prayed because we do yes. want everything that we do and we say to be a blessing and to build up, you know, and uh, and I really I appreciate the wisdom you guys dropped and the experience that you have. And, um, you know, it will be interesting to see how you know, how your lives go and, and the marriages to unfold. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, just you soaring in the will of God for your lives. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. any any final comments before I let you go? Because I catch you so long. Thanks for having us. Yes, yeah. thank you. For- thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, I'll catch you another time, maybe. You bet. All right. Good God see you, everybody. Right. Everybody have a good night. Be blessed. Well, that was quite the conversation. I really appreciate the guys sharing their hearts with us uh, on the Adrian Ross show. So I'm very, very thankful to Mark and to Gabe and to Justin and to Jerry and to all of you for tuning in. Uh, We have to hear from other people. And on this area of singleness, I think it's such an important topic. And, uh, and so that's why I talk about it every once in a while, but I'm especially, especially thrilled that I had an opportunity to not only talk to women about it, but now to have talked to some men. And like I told them, maybe I'll get the guys and the ladies together at some point to talk together and ask each other questions and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for tuning into the Adrian Ross show. And Hey, I need you to go to adrianross.substack.com, adrianross.substack.com, so that you can subscribe. Subscribe for that platform, for my column, for the podcast, uh, for various things that I can do there. It's so much better than adrianrosscolumn.com, which is where my column was before. In this case, with Substack, you actually get everything on one platform and you get the columns and the podcast directly to your email. There's an app for Substack and also at adrianrosssubstack.com. And so it is absolutely, absolutely simple, easy, convenient, and obviously good material and good content. So check it out, adrianross.substack.com. I'd appreciate it. Also, would you please leave me a rating and review? on the major podcast platforms. That would be much appreciated. So I will catch you next time on the Adrian Ross Show. God bless you. Over.